Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. I want to go ahead and get right into the Word of God and just trust the Lord just to continue to move and speak to us. Many of you know over the last few weeks, been speaking to you and sharing with you, I believe, some words that God had given to me at the beginning of the year. And uh, seeking the Lord this past week, just praying in God's direction on what He would want to say to us as a church on this Sunday. I believe God on Thursday, He really just began to change the direction that He would want me to go in. So this is not what was planned to be preached at the beginning of the week, what I thought God would want. But you know what? We want to obey the Lord, right? And so on Thursday evening, um, I feel like the Lord, I was in a little wrestling match with him. He won, obviously. And uh, so I know God's got a word for someone here today. And we're going to trust that his word will never return void. And that's what his word says. So I want to talk to you this morning about the battle for your soul. The battle for your soul. We all know that there's a battle going on every day in our life. It's been going on since the beginning of time, and that battle is for your soul. Satan and every demon he has is working to battle against your soul. Satan is doing everything he can to battle for the soul of you, your family, and your friends. We understand that we walk in warfare And the warfare that we're in in our life all comes down to this right here, to the devil trying to destroy and devour the soul, to devour the soul. And we wonder, why is there such a a great battle going on for your soul and and my soul? Why, Why is there warfare going on in the spiritual realm to fight and and to battle for your soul and my soul and my family's soul and your friends, their souls. And the reason why there's such a great battle for the soul is because your soul is your most valuable possession. Your soul is your most valuable possession. And the reason I know that to be true is because Jesus reminds us that your soul, your soul is your most valuable possession. We find in the Gospel of Mark and Chapter 8, verses 36 through 37, if you were reading your scripture there in the context, Jesus is talking to those that are uh, wanting to follow him, and he gives some uh, instructions there on what it means to lose your life in order to gain life. And, And then he comes to these two verses here, and they're powerful verses that remind us of how valuable our soul is. And Jesus says in verse 36, he says, for what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what can a man give in return for his soul? Jesus was saying here in these Two verses in Mark chapter 8 really is talking about possessions and and things. And Jesus is saying that your soul is more valuable than anything in the entire world. 
Your soul is more valuable than anything in the entire world. Your, your soul is more valuable than uh, your house. Your, your soul is more valuable than uh, your cars and your trucks. Your, your soul is more valuable than all the toys that you've accumulated over your lifetime. Your soul is more valuable than your life savings. Your soul is more valuable than, than your uh, investments. It's more valuable than anything in the entire world, Jesus said. He says here in this passage that nothing in the whole world is more valuable than your soul. None of the riches of this entire world, think about it, the entire world, none of those riches compare to the value of your soul. So the first thing we need to see here in these two verses, Jesus is reminding us that there's value of your soul, the value of your soul. Now in the Bible, when you're reading through the Bible, uh, the People are referred to as souls. People are referred to as souls. I'm preaching this morning to souls. I'm here this morning preaching the gospel, and I'm preaching to souls. I'm preaching to people. The Bible says in Proverbs 11.30 that the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. My prayer this morning and this past week is, Lord, help me preach the gospel and win souls. Help me to uh, be a light for you, Lord, wherever I go, and be a witness for you so I can win souls. Help our church to win souls. Souls are people. You are a soul. You are a soul. Every one of you in this place this morning, you're a soul. Well, the question can be asked, what is, what is your soul? What is your soul? Your soul is the, the inner life of your being. It's, it's, your, it's your thoughts. It's your emotions. It's uh, your conscience. It's your, your will to live. It's your decision-making. It's your personality. All these elements together, that's what makes up your soul. Your soul is who you are. One great Bible scholar, he said, you don't, you don't have a soul, you are a soul. We realize this morning that our bodies that we have, whether we like them or not, these are just vessels, these are just houses that house our soul. You are a soul. And Jesus says your soul is so valuable, and we wonder why in the world is my soul so valuable? Let me tell you why your soul is valuable. First of all, because God created your soul. Your soul is valuable because God created your soul. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 says, And the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. You have been created by God. Your soul is valuable because God created your soul. And not only did he create your soul, but your soul is Valuable because it's unique. I got a news flash. There's no other soul like your soul. There's no other soul on this earth just like your soul because your soul is unique. You are one of a kind. And you may be wondering what kind you are. You're one of a kind. God, God only made one you. He only made one you. There will never be another you on this earth because your soul is unique and that's why your soul is valuable. 
You're not only is your soul valuable because it's unique, but your soul is valuable because of the potential of your soul. The Bible tells us that uh, man has been formed and to be conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. And there's this place in every one of our souls that's designed for us to worship God and to praise God and to exalt the name of the Lord with our souls. And there's so much potential there that if we will surrender our souls to God, that he can take our life and we can walk through this dark world and our our souls can be used to bring glory to God. There's great potential for everyone in this room right now for God to use your soul. And not only is your soul valuable because of its potential, it's valuable because your soul is eternal. It's eternal. There, there's no end to your soul. Your soul is who you are, and your soul will live on forever. Listen to me. Our bodies grow old. Our bodies begin to decay, and eventually our bodies will die. But your soul, who you are, will never die. Your soul is eternal. The Bible says your soul will live on forever in heaven, or it will live on forever in a place of torment called hell. The Bible tells us that the soul will never die, that the soul will do two things. The soul will forever live with God or forever live apart from God. The soul will never die. Your soul is valuable because it's unique and it's created by God and there's potential and it's eternal. But also notice what Jesus says here. There's value to the soul, but I want you to know, Jesus says there's a bargain for your soul. There's a bargain for your soul. In verse 37, Jesus said, What can a man give in exchange for his soul? What can a man give in exchange for his soul? Jesus is asking, What can you give? What can you bargain with that's worth more than your soul? I can tell you right now, people all over this world today, they're in a bargain. They're in a bargain. And every day in this bargain, they're trying to gain possessions of this world. They're trying to gain the praises of this world in this exchange. And when they're doing this, when they're, when they're trying to gain the possessions of this world, and they're trying to gain the, the praises of this world, and they, they, what they end up doing in this exchange is they forfeit their soul. People who are hungry for power and popularity and possessions and and the praises of the world. So many people in the world today, they're selling their soul to the devil. They're selling their soul to the devil. And Jesus said here in this passage that this is a bad bargain to try to exchange your soul for the stuff and the things of this world. You know why it's a bad bargain? Let me tell you why it's a bad bargain for you to try to gain the entire world and forfeit your soul. The reason why it's a bad bargain is is nobody gains the whole world. Do you know anybody in Wayne and Duplin County that has gained the whole world? I don't know anybody that has gained the whole world. Nobody. But let's just say for just a minute that you could gain the whole world. Let's just say that today you were given the opportunity to gain everything in the whole world. The whole world, I mean, you own it all. The oil industry, the computer industry, uh, all the weapons of the world, all the gold and the money. You owned it all. I mean, it all belongs to you. And then you die. And then you're standing before Almighty God. And then you try to bargain with the things that you've worked for and the things that you've tried to possess, the praises, the possessions. 
And you try to bargain with God and say, here they all are, Lord. I give them to you. Just give me my soul back. And you need to know, friend, that when you stand before God, none of those possessions are going to be there with you. They won't work in eternity. And that brings me to my next point. You, nobody gains the whole world. And even if you could gain the whole world, you can't keep what you gain. Have you ever seen a hearse pulling a U-Haul trailer to a graveside? I've never seen it. I've never seen a, a hearse pulling a, a U-Haul trailer full of stuff. And listen, my point is, I don't care how much stuff you gain in this world. You cannot take it with you. Job said these words right here. He says, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. Paul said these words here. He says, we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. Whatever you gain, the things that you gain in this world, you can't keep it. The gains mean nothing in the end. Some of you that know history well, uh, there was a famous king by the name of King Charlemagne. He'd been dead for some time, very popular king, lots of possessions in his life. And then after being passed away for over 180 years, they decide they're going to reopen the tomb of Charlemagne. And what they find is very fascinating because when they open the tomb of Charlemagne, there he is on his throne, a skeleton figure, and he's on the throne they had created for him, and his crown has slipped down over his skull, and his skeleton hands are there, and they're holding a book, which is part of the Gospels of Jesus Christ, and it's on the verse right here. For what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Charlemagne, this king, power, popularity, the praises of the world. But in the end, nothing mattered. When it came time for him to die, he left his robes, he left his riches, he left his royalty behind, and he went out to meet God in eternity. And you wonder if he stood there and he said, Look at all the things, the robes, the royalty, the, the, the riches that I've done. Everything I've accumulated trying to buy back his soul. But it won't work in eternity. And when you and I reach the end of our earthly journey, don't miss me on this, friend. Nothing that we gained in this life is going to matter. Nothing is going to matter. The things on this earth are not going to matter. Popularity the praises of the world, promotions, possessions, position, power. In the end, none of that's going to matter. All that's going to matter is your relationship with Jesus Christ. That's all that's going to matter. All that matters is that our souls were right with God. All that's going to matter is that our souls are saved. All that's going to matter is that our souls were safe and secure in Jesus Christ. All that's going to matter in the end is that your soul was fully surrendered to the Lord Jesus Christ. What profit a man if he gains the whole world yet forfeits his soul? Are you willing to bargain your eternal soul for power and popularity? Are you willing to bargain your soul for money and possessions? Are you willing to bargain your soul for alcohol and drugs? Are you willing to bargain your soul for an immoral relationship? Are you willing to bargain your soul for a life of sin? Are you willing to sell your soul to the devil for the things of this world? 
Jesus said it's a bad deal for you to exchange your soul for the things of this world because the world will never satisfy you. The world will never satisfy you. In fact, the Bible says that the Lord is the only one who can satisfy you. In Psalm 107.9, it says that the Lord satisfies the thirsty and he fills the hungry with good things. The Lord is the only one that can satisfy you. Not the things of this world. This past Thursday night at the Celebrate Recovery kickoff, I appreciate Brother Tony and Miss Sandy's leadership and the Celebrate Recovery team. What a powerful kickoff night. Powerful testimonies of uh, just uh, what God has done and uh, uh, individuals there in that ministry. But we had one man there in particular that was speaking. He's from our area. Some of you might have heard of him before. Uh, if you have, lift your hands. You ever heard of uh, Terry Coates before? Lift your hand if you know Terry Coates. Terry came out to recovery ministry Thursday night and shared a powerful testimony. He's a pastor now over in the Kinston area. But it all came down to this right here. Terry said that he had been searching for peace in his life. He had been searching and searching for peace. He'd been trying to run here and run there to gain the things of the world, hoping those things would satisfy that longing for peace that he had always wanted. He ran for years, and he thought that maybe the alcohol that he was consuming could could, uh, bring uh, peace to him. And eventually, everything that he ran to would leave, leave him empty. I think a lot of us can testify of knowing what it's like to try to gain the things of this world, knowing that it eventually leave you empty. I remember my own self, like Terry, hoping that things of the world would bring some kind of satisfying peace and everything that you try to gain, uh, it leaves you empty and disappointed. And like Terry said in his testimony the other night, that he was desperate for something, but then he realized he was not just desperate for something, he was desperate for someone, and that someone was Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. And the reason why he was desperate for Jesus Christ is because Jesus Christ is the only one that can satisfy you. The worst bargain you could ever make is lose your soul in attempt to try to gain what the world has to offer. See, if you lose your soul, if you lose your soul, it's too late. There won't be any second chances The only chance you have is the chance that you have today. The only offer you have is the offer you have today because the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. The Bible tells us it's appointed to all men to die and after this the judgment. Listen to me, please, and hear me well. After you die, it will be too late for your soul. After you die, it will be too late for your soul to be saved. There will be no salvation. There will be no hope. There'll be no heaven. There'll be no more chances. There'll be no trying to exchange this for that. There'll be no bargaining. Once the soul is lost, that's it, and you will perish forever. Your soul will perish forever. There's a battle going on right now for every soul in this place. 
And I know this morning I'm preaching to people and the battle's going on right now and there's a battle going on for your soul and the battle is on one side you're doing everything you can to gain, gain, gain and then on the other side there's a battle going on and you feel this pull that's calling you this way telling you that you need to give your life to Jesus. You need to give it all to him. You need to surrender everything to him and you're in a battle right now for your soul going on. It's about trying to gain and trying to give your life to Christ and the battle is real. Because the devil will come and he will offer you things of the world to try to tell you that you can find peace with those things. He did it for Jesus in Matthew 4.18 when the devil tempted Jesus in gaining the things of this world. And I want you to please hear me. Please hear me well. Listen, don't make any bargains with the devil. Don't make any bargains with the devil. The devil will deceive you. He will deceive you so he can devour you. And his one mission is to steal and to kill and to destroy your soul. Does that sound like a bargain to you? No, that's not a bargain. The devil will deceive you. Some of you have been deceived thinking, you know what? I'll get my life right. I'll get my soul right with God some other time. I mean, I am coming to church, and I'm grateful you're coming to church, but some of you have been coming to church, and you're taking these little steps, and, and God's saying today that time is urgent, and it needs to be now. And the devil's deceived you into thinking, you know what, i got plenty of time. I'm just, I'm, I've got my whole life ahead of me. I'm in this pleasure of sin for a while. It's going to be okay. I know eventually I'm going to leave from trying to gain, and I'm going to come over to this side, and I'm going to give it all to Christ. I know i got plenty of time. I know I have plenty of time. Do you think those eight precious souls that died in that airplane crash last Sunday in down East North Carolina... Do you think when they woke up that morning to go home to their mamas and dads and their family members, do you think that when they woke up that they knew that was going to be the last day of their life? Friend, listen to me. There is no promise for tomorrow. There is no promise for tomorrow. I don't care who you are. You need to hear me right now. Don't allow the devil in deceiving you thinking that you have plenty of time for your soul to get right with God. Listen, none of us have no promise for tomorrow. Make sure that you're safe and secure with your soul in Jesus Christ. The devil has some of you deceived in thinking there's plenty of time. He has some of you deceived into thinking that this life that we live in right now, this is the only life that we're going to live. So I'm going to live in any old way I want to live because he who dies with the most toys, he wins. How many of you know that is a lie from hell? And the devil has people deceived into thinking, I can just keep gaining and gaining. I can get this and I can get the possessions. I can get the praises. I can get the popularity, the power. I'm going to be all right because this is all there is. Friend, let me tell you, there's going to be a day that you're going to stand before Almighty God. None of that stuff is going to matter. And the question is, do you care? Do you care? Do you care that you're losing your soul? Because the, it comes down to this, really, you have the choice. There's two offers being made. The devil's making an offer to gain the things of the world, and Jesus is making an offer for you to give your life to him. In fact, Jesus said these words here. He says there's actually two roads you can pick. One is wide, and it's full of destruction, and many people will choose it. And then there's a narrow road, and it leads to everlasting life, but only a few find it. And I pray this morning, friend, that your soul is on the road to everlasting life.
I pray it is. I ask you this morning, what road is your soul on this morning? I'll tell you this, there's some hope for your soul. There's a bargain going on for your soul, and the devil's going to try to offer you some things in this life to pull you away from Jesus Christ. But there's hope for your soul. And the hope for your soul today is is that God sees that your soul is valuable. If you're ever concerned about how valuable your soul is, and there was a man at the altar this morning that had his arms up, and he says, I just don't see how God could even want somebody like me. I'm not worthy. But let me tell you something, friend. He is a soul, and he is valuable in the eyes of God. Hallelujah. He's valuable in the eyes of God. And if you ever wonder how valuable your soul is, all you have to do is look to the cross at Calvary knowing where Jesus bled and died for all of us because he loves us and he values our soul. The Bible says in John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God does not want your soul to be lost. God does not want your soul to perish in a place called hell. In fact, the Lord is patient with all of us because he loves us. He's so patient with us and he loves us. And the the Bible says that even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's how God demonstrated his love for us. Because Jesus died on the cross for your sins and my sins. And there's hope for every one of us in here today. There's hope for your soul. I don't care who you walked in. You might have walked in like that man this morning and you feel like there's no value to your soul and there's no hope for your soul. But I'm telling everybody in this place today, I don't care who you are, young boy, young girl, man, woman, whoever you are, there's hope for your soul. There's hope for your soul. There's hope for everyone here today, no matter who you are. Pastor Kevin, if you want to come, brother. I want to close with this story here. Really pulls home everything about the value of your soul. This is a story that many preachers over history have used. And I, in fact, I've used it one time before, a long time ago. And it's a powerful story, and it's about a portrait called the Chess Player Portrait. Now, I don't play chess. I can barely play checkers. My oldest son, Caden, he knows how to play chess. But in this portrait here by this chess player is a picture of a young man playing chess with Satan. He's playing chess with Satan. And if the young man loses, the prize is his soul. And in the photo, this portrait here that's been painted It looks like when you look at the chess board there that the young man has no more moves to make. It looks like Satan has won. It's over for the young man. They had this portrait on display in chess champion, a guy named Paul Morphy. You can look him up. He went and was asked to uh, visit this portrait, and while he was there, He came into the place there and was admiring the portrait, and he stood there, and he put himself in that young boy's position there, and he just kind of kept studying that chess board, and he would look at it and just ponder things in his mind and run through this and run through that, and and they tell the story that after about an hour, just him there, uh, just so intense, studying and looking at that board, he realizes that that young man's got one more move he can make, that the devil has not won. 
that he's got one more move. And friend, I believe God's telling some of you here today that you got one more move that you can make in your life. You got one more move. It's not over for you. You feel like it's over for you because of the things that you've been a part of or uh, what you've done in your past. It doesn't matter, friend. God is saying to you today that it's not over. There's one more move. And the question is, what will your move be? Let me encourage you that your move with your soul needs to be to put your faith in Jesus Christ. Your your move needs to be that you repent of your sin and you turn from it and you turn to Christ and you and you leave from that gain, 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 and you and you give your life to Jesus Christ. That's the move you need to make. And I don't care who you are. If you've been coming to this church ever since the doors opened from day one, or if you've just started coming here, I don't care, friend. You need to know today, beyond a shadow of a doubt before you leave here, that your soul, your soul is safe and secure and saved in Jesus Christ. Please hear me. I'm begging you and pleading with you with every ounce of love in my heart and the love that God can work through me right now. Please hear me. Make sure your soul, make sure it's saved. Make sure it's safe. Make sure it's surrendered to Jesus Christ. I'm not asking you if you're a churchgoer. I'm asking you, is your soul, is your soul saved? Because your soul is never going to die. Make a move today. Exchange hell for, for heaven. Exchange the things of this world and exchange it for all that Christ can give you. And I can tell you, friend, it's far more than what this world can offer. Suppose you gained it all. Suppose you gained it all. And there you are. And then you get to the place where you're standing before Jesus Christ one day. And you're going to say, look at all this stuff. Let me give it back to you, Lord. Just, just give me my soul back. Just give me my soul back. And it's going to be too late. And God's called you here today. So you can have one more move in your life to move to him and make it happen today. I'm getting ready to ask people all over this place right now. To give your soul to Jesus Christ. And I want you just to obey the Lord. Whatever you feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit, I'm just telling you right now, obey the Lord. We had, I know, four this morning that came forward and gave their life to Jesus. And I believe God has a word for somebody here this morning. Would you bow your heads? Nobody looking around. Please be very, very reverent. You walked in here today. And you're not sure that your soul is saved. And you're not sure that your soul is safe and secure and surrendered to Jesus Christ. But you won't, you're here and you're ready right now to make that move. You're ready, you're ready to make that one final move, the most important move. And that is to surrender your soul to Jesus Christ so he can be your Lord and Savior. Nobody looking around and you saying, Pastor, that's me. I'm here today and I need to make sure my soul is saved. And I want you to pray for me. Would you just lift your hand right now where I can see it? You want to give your soul to Christ. Come on. I'm asking you to lift your hand. I see one hand back there. Hold it up, sir. Hold it up. Is there any others? Come on. Would you obey God?
Come on, if, you got, if you're here and you want to give your soul to Jesus Christ, just a couple more seconds. I'm here to give my soul, to give my life to Jesus Christ right now. Amen. You put your hand down, sir. Right there where you are, whether you raised your hand or not, you can just begin to pray this prayer. I admit to you today, mighty God, that I'm a sinner, for I've fallen short of the glory of God. And I know, Lord, I need forgiveness of my sin. So right now, Father, I pray and believe. I believe in your death and your burial and your resurrection. I believe you died on the cross and you took my place. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe that you shed your blood on Calvary's cross so my sins could be forgiven. And I confess you right now with my mouth that Jesus, you are Lord. Come on. Young man, just declare Jesus is Lord. Anyone else ready to give your soul to Christ? Just declare, Jesus is Lord. And I commit my life to you now, Lord. I repent. I repent. I turn from my my sin, Lord, and the things of this world. And I turn to give you everything right now. I surrender all. I surrender all. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.